We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
Ah. Uh... 
is the theme of my song, the joy of my heart and the boast of my tongue. Thy free grace alone from the first to the last hath won my affections and bound my soul fast. Without thy sweet mercy I could not live here. Sin would reduce me to utter despair. But through thy free goodness my spirits revive and he First made me still keeps me alive. Thy mercy is more than a match for my heart, which wonders to feel its own hardness depart. Dissolved by thy goodness, I fall to the ground and weep for the praise of the mercy I found. Great Father of mercies, thy goodness I own, and the love of thy crucified Son, all praise to the Spirit whose whisper divine seals mercy and pardon and righteousness mine. All praise to the Spirit whose whisper divine seals mercy and pardon and righteousness Let's go. 
hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
flowers, only thorns, no costly clothes, just a robe that was torn. He never gave me diamonds or gold, but the story of his love, it's the greatest ever told. He loved me to death until the end. When he prayed, forgive them. It's a love that's not measured by height or depth. Even when I didn't love him, he loved me to death. How could he love someone like me? As undeserving as I can be, I don't deserve his mercy, I don't deserve his touch. But on the cross, with arms wide open, he said, I love you this much. He loved me too. Oh, 
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music.
made a home for Elisha and found favor in his eyes. God sent them a miracle, the only thing they longed for. Any year they would hold a son as Elisha prophesied. One day they ran from the field, brought the child to his mother. She held his head there on her knee till he died at noon that day. She didn't tell anyone. She went straight to the man of God. And if anybody asked her, she replied while on her way. the bedside where she laid the boy when he died he prayed a prayer upon him and he breathed new life again friend god doesn't ever change if you'll have that woman's faith he'll send you a miracle and until then you can say Sting no power in 
You're listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God.
Jesus see which day by day receives a fuller time but all its door it keeps nor gives to shore or sea beside it's Jordan Street it's Jordan Street sun will be bright when a brother must suffer through fiery strain and each morning his sorrows increase come and tell me that one day he'll feel no more pain when at rest in that sabbath of peace every day as we walk through this shadowy land where the surrounded by night. Never let me forget that in heaven we'll stand, where each face like the sun will be bright. When a brother decides to abandon the way, and refuses to come be restored, 
Come and tell me that one day no spirits will stray when allegiance is safe with our Lord. Every day as we walk through this shadowy land where the path is surrounded by night, never let me forget that in heaven we'll stand where each face like the sun will be bright. When today with our brethren we worship the King and our hearts are resounding with praise. Come and tell me that one day our voices will ring when we sing with the saints of all days. Every day as we walk through this shadowy land where the path is surrounded by night. Never let me forget that in heaven we'll stand where each face like the sun will be bright.
Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet and positive relationships with other people to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 23, Diet and Health. Custom has decreed that the food should be placed upon the table in courses. Not knowing what is coming next, one may eat a sufficiency of food, which perhaps is not the best suited to him. When the last course is brought on, they often venture to overstep the bounds and take the tempting dessert, which however proves anything but good for them. If all the food intended for a meal is placed on the table at the beginning, people have an opportunity to make the best choice. Sometimes the result of overeating is felt at once. In other cases, there is no sensation of pain, but the digestive organs lose their vital force and the foundation of physical strength is undermined. The surplus food burdens the system and produces morbid, feverish conditions. It calls an undue amount of blood to the stomach, causing the limbs and the extremities to chill quickly. It lays a heavy tax on the digestive organs, and when these organs have accomplished their task, there is a feeling of faintness or languor. Some who are continually overeating call this all-gone feeling hunger, but it is caused by the overworked condition of the digestive organs. At times there is numbness of the brain with disinclination to mental or physical effort. These unpleasant symptoms are felt because nature has accomplished her work at an unnecessary outlay of vital force and is thoroughly exhausted. The stomach is saying, give me rest. But with many, the faintness is interpreted as a demand for more food. So instead of giving the stomach rest, another burden is placed upon it. 
As a consequence, the digestive organs are often worn out when they should be capable of doing good work. We should not provide for the Sabbath a more liberal supply or a greater variety of food than for other days. Instead of this, the food should be more simple and less should be eaten in order that the mind may be clear and vigorous to comprehend spiritual things. A clogged stomach means a clogged brain. The most precious words may be heard and yet not appreciated because the mind is confused by an improper diet. By overeating on the Sabbath, many do more than they think to unfit themselves for receiving the benefit of its sacred opportunities. Cooking on the Sabbath should be avoided, but it is not therefore necessary to eat cold food. In cold weather, the food prepared the day before should be heated, and let the meals, however simple, be palatable and attractive. Especially in families where there are children, it is well on the Sabbath to provide something that will be regarded as a treat, something that the family do not have every other day. Where wrong habits of diets have been indulged, there should be no delay in reform. When dyspepsia has resulted from abuse of the stomach, effort should be made more carefully to preserve the remaining strength of the vital forces by removing every overtaxing burden. The stomach may never entirely recover health after long abuse, but a proper course of diet will save further debility and many will recover more or less fully. It is not easy to prescribe rules that will meet every case, but with the attention to right principles in eating, great reforms may be made and the cook need not be continually toiling to tempt the appetite. Abstemiousness in diet is rewarded with mental and moral vigour. It also aids in the control of passions. Overeating is especially harmful to those who are sluggish in temperament. These should eat sparingly and take plenty of physical exercise. There are men and women of excellent natural ability who cannot accomplish half of what they might if they would exercise self-control in the denial of appetite. Many writers and speakers fail here. After eating heartily, they give themselves to sedentary occupations, reading, study or writing, allowing no time for physical exercise. As a consequence, the free flow of thought and words is checked. They cannot write or speak with the force and intensity necessary in order to reach the heart. Their efforts are tame and fruitless. Those upon whom rest important responsibility, those above all who are guardians of spiritual interests, should be men of keen feeling and quick perception. More than others, they need to be temperate in eating. Rich and luxurious food should have no place upon their tables. Every day men in positions of trust have their decisions to make upon which depend results of great importance. Often they have to think rapidly and this can be done successfully by those who practice strict temperance. 
The mind strengthens under the correct treatment of the physical and mental powers. If the strain is not too great, new vigour comes with every taxation. But often the work of those who have important plans to consider and important decisions to make is affected for evil by the results of improper diet. A disordered stomach produces a disordered, uncertain state of mind. Often it causes irritability, harshness or injustice. Many a plan that would have been a blessing to the world has been set aside. Many unjust, oppressive, even cruel measures have been carried as a result of diseased conditions due to wrong habits of eating. Here is a suggestion for all those who work, whose work is sedentary or chiefly mental using the mind. Let those who have sufficient moral courage and self-control try it. At each meal, take only two or three kinds of simple food and eat no more than is required to satisfy hunger. Take active exercise every day and see if you do not receive benefit. Strong men who are engaged in active physical labour are not compelled to be as careful as to the quantity or quality of their food as are persons of sedentary habits. But even these would have better health if they would practice self-control in eating and drinking. Some wish that an exact rule could be prescribed for their diet. They overeat and then regret it, and so they keep thinking about what they eat and drink. This is not as it should be. One person cannot lay down an exact rule for another. Every individual person should exercise reason and self-control and should act from principle. Our bodies are Christ's, purchased procession, and we are not at liberty to do with them as we please. All who understand the laws of health should realise their obligation to obey these laws which God has established in their being. Obedience to the laws of health is to be made a matter of personal duty. We ourselves must suffer the results of violated law. We must individually answer to God for our habits and practices. Therefore the question with us is not what is the world's practice? But how shall I, as an individual, treat the habitation, the body that God has given me? End of chapter 23. Chapter 24. Flesh as food. The diet appointed man in the beginning did not include animal food. Not till after the flood when every green thing on the earth had been destroyed, did man receive permission to eat flesh. In choosing man's food in Eden, the Lord showed what was the best diet. In the choice made for Israel, he taught the same lesson. He brought the Israelites out of Egypt and undertook their training that they might be a people for his own possession. Through them, he desired to bless and teach the world. He provided them with the food best adapted for this purpose. Not flesh, but manna, the bread of heaven. It was only because of their discontent and their murmuring for the flesh pots of Egypt that animal food was granted them, and this only for a short time. 
its use brought disease and death to thousands. Yet the restriction to a non-flesh diet was never heartily accepted. It continued to be the cause of discontent and murmuring, open or secret, and it was not made permanent. Upon their settlement in Canaan, the Israelites were permitted the use of animal food, but under careful restrictions, which tended to lessen the evil results. The use of swine's flesh was prohibited, as also of other animals and of birds and fish whose flesh was pronounced unclean. Of the meats permitted, the eating of the fat and the blood was strictly forbidden. Only such animals could be used for food as were in good condition. No creature that was torn, that had died of itself, or from which the blood had not been fully drained could be used as food. By departing from the plan divinely appointed for their diet, the Israelites suffered great loss. They desired a flesh diet, and they reaped its results. They did not reach God's ideal of character or fulfill his purpose. The Lord gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. Psalms 106, verse 15. They valued the earthly above the spiritual, and the sacred preeminence, which was his purpose for them, they did not attain. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift. Today I would like to share the words of Psalm 66 with you. And the theme for this psalm is praising God for his amazing works. Shout aloud with joy to God all the earth. Sing loudly to honour his name. Make his praise the most wonderful thing. Say to your God, how breathtaking are the things you have made because of your absolute power. Your enemies shall bow before you. All the earth shall worship you and sing your praises. They shall not sing praises to another. Come and see what God has done. It is sublime what he has done for his earthly children. He made the sea become dry land. His people went through the Jordan with dry feet. Because of these things, we will rejoice in him. No one can dispute that his rule is supreme. And as he sees all that is done in the nations, let not those who are prone to rebel become proud. O you people, now is the time to be thankful to God. So let the Gentiles hear as we praise him. He preserves our lives every day and has kept us from falling into danger. You, O God, have tested us. You have seen that we needed refining as silver is refined. You brought us into hard times and laid heavy burdens on our backs. Men have even crushed us in the battle. We went through the burning fire and the drowning water. 
but through all these things you rewarded us abundantly. I will bring an offering into your house to be sacrificed to you. I will surely pay my promises to you, which I called out when I was in trouble and when spoken in desperation with my mouth. I will offer you the fat of animals in a burnt sacrifice, the sweet aroma of rams, of bulls and of goats. Come now and hear those who worship the Lord, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried out aloud to him with the words of my mouth, praising him with my tongue. If I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But the Lord has heard me, listening to my prayer. Blessed is God, who has not ignored my prayer, nor is his mercy far from me.